Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way to deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. My tagline is um, both autumnal and Drew-related. Oh. The leaves are fallen, but I don't leave when I fall. Ooh. Alex, How about that, that? How about that for a stretch? <laughs> Joining two things that have nothing to do with each other. Choose the season. <laughs> We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. Sometimes those who really look like they're doing the best are hiding the most. The real villain isn't me, it's Kathy. <laughs> and that's Erica's tagline. I would love, yeah, I could picture Erica like doing parentheses, finger gestures, and saying totally. that last bit. It's not me. Don't focus on me anymore. Yeah, she's really, really trying to pivot to Kathy. She's being very honest about it, at least. Yes. Okay, ready for my tagline? Do the conga line or pay for your crime. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we had quite the week of Bravo. Bravo's really been delivering as of late. Do we want to start with Reunion Part 2 of Atlanta? Oh, yeah. All right, Reunion Part 2. I really have one big takeaway I want to talk about, which is, again, Sonia versus Drew. Sonia... The situation, she is in the right, but she's mad about the wrong thing again. She did something horribly messed up to her husband, by the way. She said in this reunion, yes, that she had every intention to give Ross a second child. She just wanted him to tell her that he didn't need the second child. She wanted him to sacrifice this for her. And then she was like, of course I was going to give you a second child. It's like that Bible story where it's like they're going to chop the baby in half. And then the real mom is like, no, you can have the baby. It's fine. And then they're like, it's the same story. So biblical. Yeah. So then, yeah. I didn't know that was from the Bible, Julia. Thank you. I thought that was from like scary stories to tell in the dark. I didn't realize. Which the Bible is for me, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) The scariest book. Um, I think it's it is so weird that like she is telling on herself she is just like manufacturing drama with Drew out of something that obviously wasn't really drama right and drama with her husband which shows who she is as a person which also wasn't and she plugged her own reality television show with her family kind of like a full house show if you will Mm-hmm. And when she said that this is the hardest thing I've ever done, running the Olympics was easier, I thought, yeah, we will not see you again. You don't think what? so? No. I think she's kind of like thrown in the towel. Julia, this is shocking. I could see her leaving. I don't think they would want to get rid of her. Really? I think for as like as messy a job she did and as transparently like false as she read i think she's still added a lot of drama she's still like was a good addition overall i think okay but that being said i wouldn't miss her if she left if that makes sense i think she was a good addition this season she would not be missed by me her only drama was the fake drama that we all hate with having another kid we hate that storyline with her husband and then with drew but drew doesn't need someone to come in and fight her she, drew's crazy drew can do it on her own and what why i brought this up in the first place is because sonia's mad at drew because she felt like she was being judged why are we talking about that and not the absolute fucking insane thing that drew said twice 
on separate occasions, which is basically give your husband a kid or he's going to have a kid with somebody else. That's crazy. And I love like, that. What? <laughs> that was awesome. I know. That made me want to watch that Watch What Happens Live clip. I want to see like everyone's reactions to that because that is such an audacious thing to say. That's not what she was mad about. Like, Sonia, it's right there. Because <laughs> she agrees. Because she admitted she like kind of agrees with that. Oh, Alex. I need Drew to keep saying things like this, though, because I just lay in bed worried about her at night being with her husband. And when she says things, I'm like, okay, they're pretty evenly matched. I agree. It makes me feel better, too. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel better. I think Alex mm. needs to pose the question he's been posing us for the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Alex, please ask us our question. I will ask the question, Kenya, the crude prude herself, was she crude or a prude this episode? A question as old as the Bible itself. <laughs> <laughs> the original scary story. Kenya Moore, after several weeks of being a crude, reverted back to prudum. In my opinion. Yes, I agree. The only thing that she said where I thought, oh, she just earned herself crude yet another week was her <laughs> quoting a song. And then later on, she actually said dick, didn't she? And then later on, mm-hmm. when somebody was saying D, mm-hmm. she was asking all flustered. Like, kid, yeah, you can't quote, I think Doja Cat, if I remember correctly, and then be flabbergasted when somebody says the exact same thing moments later. <laughs> the crude prude on display. Mm-hmm. We have to talk a little about Anthony, the assistant slash not assistant. <laughs> oh my god! Slash liar. <laughs> he was trying to like manufacture storylines for these ladies. Andy hung up on him. <laughs> what did Andy say? I like know. this guy's a lot. Like <laughs> a- Andy knew what he was doing. Yeah, Anthony's just a liar. I hope we see him again. I do too. It is it is funny to like insert yourself in a Bravo series and just start a, just like lie about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> It is funny, just like an agent of chaos just thrown in the mix like that. He goes with Drew very nicely. I would like to say my theory, and my theory is that I think she by Sheree finally just paid her bill. And I think it was more than Drew's bill. Yeah. Mm. I think she did it during their break on her phone under the sofa. (laughs) I think she literally just... Yeah, can we have someone show me her recent Venmo transfers? (laughs) You don't think if, like, Drew was the one that would have called him, he would have been on Drew's side? I think Anthony has a price. (laughs) Well, I love that Anthony's like, I think she just needed a storyline. It's like, Anthony, we saw you on film. (laughs) He's as bad at this as Drew is. Oh, man. I know, for true. Speaking of uh, forgetting the cameras over there, Southern Charm. Mm-hmm. Okay, controversial take. Great. I think Austin is in love with Taylor. Or something. Ooh, there's a lot of evidence for this theory. I think we can go back to when he has his heart-to-heart with her in that store last episode. Mm-hmm. And he cried. He cries and he says, I, I just love you. And then there's a very long, awkward pause, mm-hmm. and he tries to course correct. I'll maintain my theory, though, that he just foolishly, perhaps, sees a lot of himself in her and is correlating a lot of her position to his position with Madison. Good point. If I could just pile on to the Austin really loves Taylor theory, another bit of evidence we got is that Olivia is all over Austin this episode. 
she is trying her absolute hardest. There are mouth kisses. There are legs around the waist. There is so much effort. She is literally jumping on him and she is getting nothing back. Yeah. I think that she feels jealousy vibes and she's getting them confused with Craig. Like she can tell that his attention is somewhere else. And she's like, oh, well, it just must be with Craig. Not really thinking like, oh, it's towards Taylor. So Mm -hmm. funny. That being said, I am liking Olivia more. She's growing on me. I know, me too. Girl one is that. Really making some statements for herself. Also, Austin's reactions do not fit whatever situation he's in. It's always cracked me up, but I feel like it's getting more and more like a caricature. His reaction to Shep being like, you're the biggest embarrassment of my life, dude. And he like walks out. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it's so funny because like, I agree with what Austin's saying and doing in this moment, but just the way he's behaving makes me be like, dude, you're overstepping, even though I do, like, agree with him. Did you think it was overstepping when he told Naomi he wished that she was his ex? I thought that was funny. It was funny and weird. It made Whitney so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, Whitney hated it. Okay, did Whitney say, what? That's made that sound like they weren't together at all. Was Whitney saying, like, oh, we're taking it slow and um, we're not committed to each other? Like, she's not my girlfriend? Or was he saying, like, we're just, like, not together at all? Shep gives away something. <gasps> what did he give away? Well, Shep opens that conversation about it with, so you're, you're still seeing other people, right? Like, what's going on there? I think that Whitney is still seeing people. I don't think Naomi knows that. I don't think so either. But as Naomi says in what was the, the laugh line of the night for me, listen to Whitney. He's never misguided. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we didn't get a cutaway. If this was Atlanta, those editors would have been all up on there. The receipts. We need more receipts. Um, can I say my funniest line of the night? It was mm-hmm. when a drunker than drunk Craig gets pulled into the van and he poses the question, do you think our driver is ticklish? (laughs) (laughs) How scared was the driver at that moment? It doesn't seem like a safe space. I love this pre-reunion reunion Craig we're getting. I love that he leaves early again. It's funny. It's great. He says that he won't storm out and then storms out immediately after. He's remarkably consistent. The second thing I was super delighted by is that they thought that they were eating the shrimp they caught at dinner. There is no way those shrimp were used. (laughs) I mean, we could talk about Shep again, but I feel like we've talked about him to death. Or one thing I do want to say is during both activities, Taylor went with the opposite group Shep was with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my only takeaway. But my real question to you guys is, whose side are you on? Vanita or Naomi? I'm very curious to hear what you both think about this. I think, I think I'm on Vanita's side for the reason of you're allowed to like critique your friends or like not have to like play into them all the time. Like Naomi's perception of Vanita in this episode feels like, well, this has just been someone who blindly agrees with me for all these years. I don't know. It just felt like she was betrayed by like an image she has of Vanita. Yeah. And not even that Vanita was like really like calling her out specifically. She was just, it was more of like a general Craig has feelings. Let's listen to him. So I think I'm I'm on her side. I am also on her side because in the moment of the fight, I thought that Vanita was just trying to put this argument to bed so they could like go on having fun. Mm-hmm. And I get why Naomi is so 
upset and feels betrayed but i also feel that naomi feels like she has the power in her and vanita's relationship and i think that vanita is challenging that power which is exactly what you said yeah exactly i'm team vanita elizabeth so i'm a little confused i do want to say though i think that vanita as loyalty is being called into question because what happened a couple episodes ago where we know that she ratted them out to madison Mm. so and leva and naomi are pretty close so i think that vanita going back and forth and playing both sides is kind of like on people's radars right now good point Mm. this compounded that for sure Mm -hmm. and i'm on vanita's side in principle i think that we do need to listen to craig like craig is also like i mean very clearly is projecting or feels some kind of way about naomi being there all the time and it's having a hard time i do think we need to listen to craig's feelings but i think Vanita went about it in a way where that got lost. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, how she handled it, not on her side. The overall principle of it, I'm on her side. Mm -hmm. I also have to stand up for Naomi a little bit, though, in terms of her versus Craig at last week's argument, and that is Naomi's family owns tons of restaurants. So she is in the food and beverage industry, Craig. (laughs) Like, duh. And he is objectively rude to servers. Yes. And so is Whitney. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Can I yeah, point something out really fast? This is, a, this is my pet peeve. If you are going to a table, every drink you get gets put on your bill. Duh. You tip your server off that bill. So every time Craig storms off to go to the bar to buy shots, he's fucking his server over because she's not going to get tipped out for that. Oh, yeah. If I was his server, I would have been pissed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's undermining what she's going to be able to take home that night. So maybe settle down, Craig. Yeah. Thoughts on Shep's f- fungus shirt? Best thing about like, him. He's a fun guy, Alice. He, you know, there's a thing in comedy, the rule of thirds, where like you do three funny things in a row, like it, it gets funnier every time, you know. Mm-hmm. Shep has his, he's joking around with the host, the captain, the banquet captain. Oh, she did not find this funny. Get some laughs from his friends for that. Then he does his little sh- joke about his fungi shirt. Get some laughs for that. And then he closes it with a callback to the food and beverage thing from the night before. Which <laughs> ev- causes everything to go to like a halt. Like everyone just like goes silent. So, Shep, you know, you're not going to have a good outing. <laughs> no. no. Oh, Shep. and another important Shep conversation from the bed in this episode. Have to point that out. Yes. The morning after the previous episode, it's like they're in bed and Shep's like, I just hate the way they keep talking about us. They're talking about you. (laughs) And she's like, you need to do what I do. And he's like waiting for her advice. And she says, pray. (laughs) Yeah. Even I was like, okay, Taylor, I think she's got one foot out the door. Yeah. I think, can I end this on my theory? Absolutely. He's going to break up with her. Oh, That would be shocking. Oh my god, Alex. Not as shocking as Alex's theory, but Beverly Hills time? Yeah. Oh, there's some shocking theories, I think, in this. I have lots. I'm going to start in chronological order. Number one, Erica was on the plane. After all of that, Erica was on the plane. Yeah. And then we learn who is not... On the plane is Miss Kathy Hilton. I'm sorry, I need to stop right there. Number one, you're gonna tell me that there's no footage of Kathy's freakout? Bullshit. And number two, who's more famous, Kathy or Kyle? Yeah, when Erica was saying that, 
I had to like consider that too. I Kathy is like the more known figure, right? Everybody knows who Paris Hilton is. Everybody knows yeah. what a Hilton Hotel is. I could not tell you. I can't tell you Kyle's last name right now. I gotta think Richards. about it. Kyle Richards. But like, I had to get there. It took me a second. I mean, she's like an actress. Like, she's in like movies and stuff. But like, you don't know her for that. No. Okay. Are you ready for my Kathy theories of why we're not seeing any footage from yes. the Sprinter van? Definitely had something. Also. Mm-hmm. Rena's smart enough to at least do like a voice memo. There are things being kept from us. Mm-hmm. So this is my theory. One is that we know from Rena that Kathy started screaming, I will take this show down. I'll take Bravo down. I'll take everyone down. She actually may have had something. So theory number one. Mm, that's theory good. number two is Kathy sent a Instagram comment on one of her husband's posts saying, I need you to get me out right now. And that was from that night. So I think her husband, who saw those Instagram posts, an odd form of communication with your own husband, probably called Kathy, called some lawyers. This whole thing got buttoned up. Julia, I totally agree with you. I think you're so right. Um, I actually was loving Rena this episode, which I can't believe is coming out of my mouth. I know. But what weirded me out is why did... Okay, hang on. I got to go back. First, I was going to say, why did Rena leave? What was the real reason? But more importantly, why did Diana call Rena a chicken? Because Rena's not telling the full truth about whatever happened. She's not saying it on camera. Okay. It's also like, you know, Diana's picking up on drama that doesn't really involve her and she's trying to highlight that. She's trying to like get any sort of heat off of her for anything. She's trying to like steer the narrative in a different way, which is like, you know, what Erica is doing in a much more transparent way. Erica like literally says like, it's time to get the heat off me at one point. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay, so when Erica says, some people act the most perfect, are the most to hide. She's talking about Kathy. I don't yeah. think Kathy acts like she's perfect. Kathy wore free hotel slippers through the airport. Elizabeth, you know, it could all be a part of this curated image. What do we see after Rinna leaves is a talking head of Kathy being like, I don't know what she's mad about. She was a great, you know, she was a sweetheart. She listened to me. This could be all an act. It could be an act. Kathy is like the Mrs. Astor of their community. She is the lead socialite. And you can tell how much loyalty Crystal has to her. Because Crystal, who's been friends with her for a long time, conveniently isn't around ever when Kathy does something wrong. Yeah. I could see, like, you know, there's that John Mulaney joke about when he was writing on SNL when Mick Jagger comes in. And they're writing jokes together and Mick Jagger just screams Diet Coke into the universe and a Diet Coke appears. We know that that's the life that Kathy lives. Kathy lives the Diet Coke. I need straws, Kyle. We know that that's how she lives. So I'm not surprised that she would throw a temper tantrum. But I don't know why Rinna would leave Crystal's party other than it was boring and she wanted an excuse. Because we do know this about Rinna. Rinna's really good at sneaking out of parties that are boring. I have two theories on this. First theory is Garcelle did Rena's outfit better at the 1920s mm. party. That's it. So, That's so it. she probably left. left. Second, did you notice what Kathy did? 
She was running around complimenting everybody's lipstick and not Rena's. She <gasps> Casa de Sold, Rena, and Rena had to leave. That's so good, Julia. Great theory. Because, yeah, there's that scene where she's talking to Erica and Sutton about the lipstick. I'm like, why are they focusing on this for so long? That's, mm-hmm. She mm. did her very own, mm, I gotta try this 818. I loved how Rena was pulling a full-on Dorit PTSD card in this episode. <laughs> it's very funny when these ladies do that. If she truly does have PTSD from that night, what do you think is the worst thing Kathy could have said? <laughs> to make Lisa think she's the devil. I truly have no idea. I can only think it was like the nasty tone in which she said things. Because they all say pretty awful things about each yeah. other all the time. It's kind of their job. Like Garcelle said, saying these horrible things about your earrings, Erica, is my job. Mm-hmm. I thought Erica actually handled that very well. I was pretty surprised. And I have to say that her makeup artists are geniuses. She looked stunning as the Statue of Liberty of 1920s. <laughs> I, I'm not proud of Sutton. She needs to stop falling for Erica's charms. <laughs> Every time they get along, I'm like, Sutton, come on. Mm-hmm. You know, I have one final thought. We get a lot of flashbacks and we get to see our housewives' old faces. But this was the first time I can remember getting a flashback and we got to hear Erica's old voice. Mm-hmm. It was seven octaves higher. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I have a final thought. Dorit had a bag. The bag turned out to be vintage. Everyone's like, how did you get this delicious vintage bag? That was the one thing they didn't take from her. The robbers didn't take this one bag. So anyway, just hmm. leaving that there for you two to think about. Hmm. We'll have our own theories for you next week, Julia. Hmm. All right. Awards? Yes. All right. Awards time. As you guys know, this show loves, as an art podcast, loves Arrested Development. So I come I to you. you. This was mine. Let's see. I have two awards, Alex. Let's see which one. I have two Arrested Development awards. My first one is the Tobias Funke. Tobias, you just blew yourself award. Tobias, uh, little bit is that he misspeaks. And I award this to Kathy Hilton, who said it was the toe that broke the camel's back, confusing the (laughs) phrase camel toe and the straw that broke the camel's back. And this is what... I think that you are going to give Alex, and it is the blue... Oh, let him give it then! No, you could say it. I like this new recurring thing we have where we both have the same tagline. <laughs> Can you tell we've been friends since we were six years old? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My second award is Blue's family doesn't know what chickens sound like, <laughs> and I award this to Miss Diane, who, like the Blue family who would say coca or other bizarre noises for chickens, Diana said... Quack, quack, quack. She's a chicken. I then followed it up with book, book, book. <laughs> so she said she did two different sounds. Alex, did I really steal your award? You really did. I'm so sorry. That's fine. I'll, I'll just do a quick award then, I guess. Um, Rena gets the Dorit, maybe, possibly false PTSD award. <laughs> For all I know, they both could be undergoing trauma, but the way they are acting, <laughs> there's a small part of me that feels bad, but not too bad. So congrats to Rena. 
<laughs> All right, Julia, your award. My award is also a Beverly Hills award, which means Beverly Hills has been bringing it. So my award is the lower level award. And I know I've mentioned this before, but Crystal, the reason you are in budget on this basement is that you completely forgot about Rob's indoor VR golf. And therefore, how dare you, the more you keep talking about how much you're in budget with your husband's money, the more I'm going to remind you, you did not give that man the one thing he wanted in his basement (laughs) remodel. So again, Mm -hmm. the lower level, it's left wanting. And there's no way the Countess will ever stay there. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. We've had a just delightful week of Bravo. Next week, we wrap up the Atlanta reunion, and we also get our season finale of Southern Charm. Um, We have Potomac coming our way, and we also have Salt Lake City coming our way. We forgot about Real Girlfriends in Paris this episode. Oh, no. (laughs) Chocolate bleu. Did anybody take one for the team and watch it to give us a recap? Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 